I have a little, I went through a little, did a little closet cleaning on Friday, and I found a little uh, bumble. And do you know what bumbles do? What do bumbles do? Bumbles bounce. <laughs> it's not a bird, it's not a plane, it's superhero slate. It's a modern podcast where we talk about everything that's great. Like movies, TV, superheroes. It's superhero slate. Hello everyone and welcome to Superhero Slate, the show where we run down the latest superhero entertainment news. We love TV, movies, and superheroes, so let's talk it all out. My name is Chris Dillard. And my name is Mike Royer. And seriously, almost a dozen TV shows are renewed or debuting this fall. <laughs> uh, yep. Mike, it, it's, it's ridiculous. Uh, surprisingly, Hellboy is coming back to Earth. Wink, Ooh. wink. Uh, Deadpool is getting very animated. <laughs> and more. Yeah, this is a very intense TV time of the year. I believe the industry term is upfronts. Uh, I'm not 100% sure on that. But yeah, I think Fox was a big heavy hitter. NBC came to the table. I think ABC was out there too. I think pretty much every major network kind of stood up to the plate and kind of let let you knew what got canceled, what got renewed. Mm-hmm. Um, and I believe later in the summer is when we actually kind of get the announcement of brand new shows. I think that's still up for debate, what's like brand new and coming and what's the slotted dates. And Well, I think dates a- are, but I think they do, we'll know within this month because they have to start production over the summer. Yeah, and then we'll probably get like little teasers sooner or later. Yeah, I, I'm, I assume Comic-Con, you know, um, they, they saved that Ghost Rider reveal for S.H.I.E.L.D. all the way up mm-hmm. to Comic-Con and that, and that was pretty big. Um, and we got some shows debuting. I still have not got around to watching American Gods, but I have them on my my back burner to watch. So I'm really mm-hmm. excited to do that. I've, I've heard the- I've heard with American Gods that I would like to know if someone out there is watching the show, and also can you follow it without reading the book? I heard that if you don't read the book, the show's a little difficult to follow. So I don't know if maybe it's kind of one of those stories where they just bury the lead and you're just confused until like the last episode and there's a big reveal. But I don't know. I've I've heard I've heard buzz. Okay, yeah, I've heard I've heard good things. Um, I'm gonna give a, a shout out to uh, one of our listeners, Marshall. Uh, he came and visited me this weekend. We we had some good time. Went out and watched some movies and had dinner and played some games and he was talking about it and he said he'd heard good things and he, he hasn't read it. So uh, <laughs> hopefully uh, from his point of view, you know, we, we I trust him. I, I think it'll be cool to read that and, and go, or not read it, but watch it go from there. Uh, Preacher. I saw a teaser for Preacher this week and that comes out in June. Um, so we got, we got some summer TV shows. We got a lot of fall TV shows. Man, I don't even I don't even know what to think yeah. of it. We've got a lot going on. Yeah, I mean, the summer for me, I think a lot of people out there will agree as well, is when you catch up on a lot of TV shows that you just couldn't fit in the schedule during like the normal TV airing weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I've said before plenty of times on this show, uh, we're a big uh, TV family over here. And uh, so we're always watching uh, TV, not so much movies. So when the summer rolls around and like our sh- our kind of favorite shows like stop airing, we're just like, okay, well, what do we need to catch up on? And it's usually mostly dramas, like the hour long uh, dramas are just they just build up, and then it's just like I have to watch like thirteen hours to catch up. Oh man, so so much work. So <laughs> that's yeah, that that's it's definitely going to be interesting. Uh, my goal this summer is probably a little more opposite of yours. Uh, I have, uh, and we talked about this, uh, you know, last week and, and a couple weeks ago, but I, I, I broke down my calendar of what movies do I need to watch every week. Mm-hmm. And there's literally one a week 
uh, minus one week, like one the first last week of June or the first week of July, one of those two, until August, I will be <laughs> in the theater every week. You're a busy man. You need like a, a frequent like a frequent flyer card or something. Oh, I do. I thankfully um, <laughs> both the theaters I go to are either it's Regal or AMC, and they both have. Mm-hmm. Um, point systems and stuff like that, where if you watch the movies there, they'll give you extra points and you can cash in. They have five dollar um, off Tuesdays, I think it is. So five dollars mm-hmm. off your ticket on Tuesdays. I will never get to go to a movie on a Tuesday, so I've kind of <laughs> conceded that. But um, yeah, it was pretty fun. Uh, I, I got this weekend. I actually didn't see anything new because King Arthur was out. I saw it, so I went back and saw Guardians. But next week is Alien uh, mm-hmm. Covenant. And um, I know you did a little homework on that, I think. <laughs> yes, uh, I bought this Alien bundle pack on iTunes a while ago that has the first four Alien movies. So basically excluding Alien vs. Predator and Prometheus. I believe that's technically, I don't even know if AVP is considered canon. but uh, it's, so it's, the, it's not. <laughs> so those first four movies, uh, I, I own them. On iTunes, so I watched the first two, which are arguably the best and the only good ones, depending on who you talk to. I've heard maybe a couple people out there that say the third one and the fourth one, well, they obviously do not hold a candle to the first two. They're still uh, watchable, so I don't know. I'm still deciding if I want to watch those, but I think I'm going to try to catch Prometheus, still watch that again, and then hit up Alien Covenant. Hopefully they've decided to write and fix this whole universe. I have no idea, but... Um, I had seen Alien before, the original, so I watched that again, and it was still just as good. Uh, and then right afterward, for my very first time ever, I had watched Aliens, which when you tell people that, some people will gasp. Not to the same level of if you say you haven't seen like Citizen Kane or Godfather or something like that, but uh, Aliens is uh, is kind of a, one of James Cameron's crowning achievements. You know, he's really good at coming to a, a franchise that's already been established and kind of kicking it up to the next level. That's pretty much exactly what Aliens does. You kind of you're kind of following along similar beats that Alien followed. Just everything is just cranked up. You know. Um, Instead of Ripley just running around with a single flamethrower towards the end of the first movie, uh, in the second movie she's running around with a flamethrower literally duct taped to a machine gun. So (laughs) it's like physically up in the ante just like that. But yeah, it was really cool, uh, really fun. Um, It's weird kind of seeing uh, these aliens kind of not in computer graphics yet. They're still using like miniatures and puppets. So uh, there's some scenes where like the aliens look super creepy, but then when they try to get that queen alien to like run across like this spaceship hangar, it just looks kind of looks like a, like a marionette puppet. So you just kind of have to like remember like okay, this was uh, this was back in the um, the 80s, so you know give them a pass. Okay. Apparently the other alien movies I believe are in the 90s, so I don't know if they brought computer effects into that. So we'll have to wait and see, but I'm trying to prep myself for Alien Covenant. I figured uh, I'm going to give it the best shot. I want to see if they can write this Alien franchise because we all know Prometheus was eh, not, not so good. Well, see, I, I think I, I'm going to disagree. I, I really enjoy Prometheus, but I'm not precious on the Alien franchise as a whole. Uh, and I guess if you want to compare it to the previous one, which was, I guess, four is probably a fucking gem. Uh, <laughs> man. Uh, but yeah, I like, I like aliens. I'm probably not going to watch the alien movies. I'm probably just going to watch Prometheus in, in regards to getting ready for that. So, I mean, technically chronologically, that would be the appropriate thing to do. I yeah. mean, you watch Prometheus, which is supposed to be the first iteration of the franchise, then alien covenant. And then, 
I think there's supposed to be one or two one, more. One, at least one more. <laughs> he has. He said. Well, I think he said when he said another trilogy, he meant Prometheus Covenant in a third movie. Uh, okay, so, and then I guess that dovetails in the alien, and I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. <laughs> yeah, he'll, he'll back it in there. I, 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 I mean, really, he's got he's got nothing to lose. So I think he's a. Uh, he he's on a he's on a good he's on a good track li- record lately. I mean, everybody loved The Martian. Everybody loved yeah, The Martian. That's true. They did. So, um so we got that coming up and it just kicks off the whole summer and I, I don't even know what to think of it right now. I did joke that the summer ends with the emoji movie, so <laughs> uh so um, it, hopefully a lot of other things end with the emoji movie, not just like the so, like like Sony's animation studio yes. <laughs> ends with the emoji movie. Just the, uh, Sony's pictures as a whole, they just give it up and uh-huh. like you know what, Marvel here, here's here's Spider Man. So you you are kind of lucky out there in the Midwest that you don't have to be um, bombarded by the emoji movie billboards, which are from a graphic designer's point of view. <laughs> Um, is the ugliest billboard I've ever seen in my entire life. Um, I would very much expect them to use emojis on their billboard because it's the emoji movie. Obviously, you lean into it. But they just have this really strange just typography that they're using, just font sizes are different. I mean, it's just super particular for someone like me, but they look awful. So just be lucky you don't have to inundate well, yourself with those. I actually have something a little worse. Um, one of the frequent channels in our household um, for background noise is the Game Show Network. Uh-huh. Simply because you don't have to follow plot A to plot B on that. It's just a game <laughs> True. show network. Um, and right now, all the commercials are about a new show coming out called Emo Genius, where you have to figure out what the phrase and words is using emojis. Oh, gosh. What are they doing to our world? So um, so those commercials are literally left and right. Every other <laughs> commercial has a, a, a preview for Emo Genius. And I'm like, okay. Well, I, I guess this is what we, we have to look forward to here. Oh, yeah. Well, I guess my final message is uh, everything in moderation, fellas. <laughs> everything yeah. in moderation. This is not emoji moderation. Uh, 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 <laughs> you know, in, in Sony's defense, I will say, um, conversation with Marshall this weekend on the way to the movie theater was they they are doing the Dark Tower, um, which hopefully does well because, you know, I, I want to see something good come out of that movie. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I'm like, man, do I really want them to give up? So, <laughs> well, the, look, we'll look at it this way. They can just maybe get rid of the animation part of their studio. Maybe just concentrate on making, I don't know, better Spider-Man movies. Because God forbid that Venom movie gets made. And hopefully they can put all their effort into making that not suck. Yeah, and you just want to see the animated Spider-Man movie get erased from our website. So. <laughs> yeah, we don't need that. So, yeah, we got a lot going on, a lot going on. But um, first and foremost, we're going to talk about some of the TV shows we got going on here. Um, because yeah. Because most every other thing is a TV show today. <laughs> this is a new show after all. So It, it is a new show. And um, surprisingly, for summer, it's a lot of TV news. First up, is it's called Marvel's The Gifted. Mm-hmm. And um, this may confuse a lot of people, but this is not a Marvel Cinematic property universe this is the fox x-men universe yeah this is that x-men tv show that we've been talking about for the last couple months yes and with the official teaser for the trailer uh which drops tomorrow they have titled it marvel's the gifted so they are very very lean into the marvel name brand on this one Mm -hmm. Uh, and not the x-men ironically (laughs) so um (laughs) So it's a Fox TV show and it's Marvel produced, so they are colluding together to make this show. It's not Fox going out on their own. Um, and it's set in the X-Men movie universe, we think. Now, 
could they do something and surprise us? Maybe. But everything they've ever said has been like, this is in the X-Men universe for the movies. Yeah. And we got this little bit of a teaser here, so there's obviously not a whole lot to go on, but it looks like this is going to be, is this period piece? As in like, what is this, like 90s, 70s, 80s? I I don't know. I think it's 90s or 80s. Like, if I was to think so, it's 80s or 90s, judging by the decor. Yeah. And, And like the vending machine. Um, yeah, there, there's just not a whole lot to go off. It's just like I'm trying to remember, like, what shirt was that character wearing? Are they wearing that shirt ironically, or is that a, a period appropriate shirt? I don't know. <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. And and to me, it was the vending machine. It's a classic vending machine with the spiral mm-hmm. things that you can easily steal stuff out of. Um, <laughs> well, especially if you're a mutant, apparently. It's especially if you have some sort of power to to, to, to <laughs> pull it out of there. But a little more um, information on this. It was ordered to series, and I believe we might have talked about that last week. Um, but it follows the Strucker family. Now, does that name ring a bell to you, Mike? Uh, it does ring a bell. Okay. And, and where would the Strucker family come into play here? Well, the the Strucker family, it, correct me if I'm wrong, just because I'm trying to remember through all of these uh, X-Men movies. Uh, but wouldn't that be with uh, the, the guy who... Um, Working in Weapon X, is that right? No, no not, that's not Strucker. Strucker is actually in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and that's where Strucker. it gets even confusing. Wait, Strucker, wasn't that the guy that was fighting the Hulk? No. Where, where, just tell me, where is this name from? I'm getting all of these at the different, end, like... At the end of uh, Winter Soldier and in uh, Age of Ultron, he created Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch. Baron oh, yeah, that's right. The eye patch, Baron. Okay, it's all falling together. Yeah. I had, all, I had all of these kind of menacing faces pop up in my head. Okay, I was like, is it the evil white guy from the X-Men? Or is it the, the the evil white guy from the Hulk? No, it's the evil white guy from Age of Ultron that's like German. Yeah, and he, like, he's like wiped out within the first like couple minutes off screen. Mm-hmm. So um, the Strucker, which is really, really weird that it's a Marvel Cinematic character name that's already established, and they're using his, the characters, the Strucker family, Andy and Laura. Now, in the comic books, uh, Baron Von Strucker has two, two, sibling, two, two children who are siblings, twins, Andrea, or Andrea and Andreas, I think they are. Very, very similar names. You know, one of those names, like, they're off by a letter to make it female. Mm-hmm. And um, so... We see one of them's names here is Andy, which is like kind of leaning into that a little bit here, which is very, very confusing um, for for even me. And, I, and I'm in this stuff, Mike. So are they going to like, is this actually in the X-Men movie universe? Is this a link into the cinematic universe that we don't it's, know about? It seems like this really weird line that the television shows are allowed to ride you know, because the Marvel Cinematic Universe obviously can't touch the X-Men because, you know, all these lawyers and firewalls are in the way. But, you know, I feel like when it comes down to the TV, they can just like, okay, we can kind of blur the lines here. No one's going to get too mad. No one's paying attention to us over here. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of what it seems like. Hopefully there's some other news later we might talk about that might uh, may seem they're a little tighter than we think, Mike. So, but yeah, so there's the the Strucker family, and I believe that the two kids we see are Andy and Laura Strucker mm-hmm. uh, doing the thing there. Uh, we'll know more tomorrow when the full trailer drops, hopefully. Hopefully it's not a teaser for a teaser for the trailer, because <laughs> then I'm just, I just quit, Mike. At that point, we're done. The show ends when they're, <laughs> they're teasers for teasers. Uh, and then lastly, we have an image from Brian Singer, uh, who is uh, the directing the, the, the debut episode, the pilot episode here. 
uh, with uh, the actress. I don't know her name off the top of my head, but it's uh, the character is Polaris, uh, which is actually in the comic books the daughter, the third sibling, or not sibling, the third, uh, I guess, daughter child of Magneto, who has magnetic mm. powers. All right, so this is kind of our way of getting Magneto in a TV show, it seems like. It, what it looks like. And she also looks to be in, like, one of those, like, suits that, like, the, the rooms that Magneto's stuck in in X-Men 2 with all uh-huh. the plastic and tubes, like, no metal around her. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, and she's also got, like, an inmate suit number on, like like he did in there as well. So hopefully this ties back into the X-Men 2, like, where they created this stuff to hold Magneto in and, and, and keep him a prisoner. I think also Days of Future Past had him in a uh, metal-proof cell. Yeah, so. I mean, this X-Men universe is already ridiculously fractured. The, it, it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense in the movies, and um, it's not why, getting any simpler Why are we trying TV to keep shows. track of this? <laughs> yeah. this, this, is, this is Mike's alien timeline, except in, in X-Men form. So Can't tr- keep track of them all, man. My no. brain is just too busy. I need it to be simpler. <laughs> yeah, just, just wipe it all fresh and start clean. So Yes, please, so, please, please. <laughs> that is the first TV show, The Gifted, uh, debuting this fall on Fox uh, alongside... Um, I don't have it here in the no. It's at the bottom of the notes, but uh, Gotham was renewed for season four. Uh, mm-hmm. So I don't know how Gotham has any viewers, but <laughs> season four they're, goes. They're, so. they're out there apparently. They're doing it. They're going for it. Uh, but that's not the only show Fox is working on here. And this one was probably the biggest shocker of the week, Mike. Uh, mm-hmm. There is a Deadpool animated series being ordered at FXX. Yes. Following Deadpool, and it is being the showrunners are Stephen Glover and. Donald Glover from Atlanta. <laughs> yes, that is amazing. I mean, I haven't seen Atlanta yet. It's on my list. You know, like I said, it's on my summer list of things to watch, but I know it's good. We know we all love Donald Glover. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we've always wanted to work him into the Marvel Universe. I mean, he's technically going to be in there for Spider-Man Homecoming, but I don't really know how uh, long-term he's going to be in there. But um, anyway, yeah, circling background to animated Deadpool, that's amazing. I mean... I think um, if you catch up and you watch uh, the Spider-Man animated shows that are obviously kid-friendly, I believe he's popped up in there. Yeah, he was, uh, I think he voiced Miles in the Ultimate Spider-Man TV shows, actually. Mm -hmm. But if you, yeah, but if you want to catch Deadpool, I guess in more of a a mature light, I think uh, I remember him in the Wolverine vs. Hulk animated movie. He kind of makes an appearance slash cameo in there, and he's a little, he's a little bit more mature because it's an it's an animated movie. So yeah, I'm kind of interested to see what they'll do when uh, they can kind of uh, just uh, lean into an adult audience. And at ten episodes, I mean that sounds awesome. How uh, yeah, ten episodes on on FXX, which is shaping up to be like you know I thought it was going to be a useless channel, but like between. <laughs> Always sunny in this, like they're really kind of going all out there with that stuff. Yeah, I mean they also have Archer too, so they're not they're they're familiar with a uh, with a uh, prime time animation for adults. So, um, but I would be curious if maybe this isn't an attempt to maybe bolster some sort of like digital streaming service because that seems to be uh, the reason a lot of these uh, 
kind of shocking animated shows are getting renewed. We talked about um, Young Justice coming back for a third season for that mm-hmm. DC digital platform. And that makes sense because they want to entice people to go to that digital platform. So I wonder if there's going to be some sort of digital connection. I-, I would be surprised if there wasn't an FX app right now. There is. Um, but I would assume that you probably have to log in through like a cable provider or something like that to to look at it. Yeah, so that's correct. <laughs> I wonder if maybe they'll do like a like a paid option like hey guess what if you want to watch uh, the Deadpool animated series give us like five bucks a month and you can watch all of the backlog of Always Sunny too I mean like maybe that's what they're going to do that's going to be my guess <laughs> and then they're going to make an even more 18 plus only channel FXXX Ooh. So we're just one step away from that one, Mike. <laughs> That's going to be the side of the app that really makes the most money. <laughs> yeah, really. Well, you have to enter your credit card every time to watch a video. <laughs> uh, so it's technically an untitled Deadpool animated series. There's 10 episodes. Mm-hmm. 10's a magic number in my book. I don't think you need to be more than that. How many cutaways do you think they'll have per episode? <laughs> Hopefully as many as they can stuff in. Yeah. So. Uh, it's going to be great because, um, like we said before, in the TV universe... Uh, I mean, it's Marvel animated. They can pretty much put in whatever they want. I mean, that's why a lot of the Marvel TV shows have been so enjoyable. It's just they don't have to worry so much about rights. You can kind of bring in whatever characters you want. And, you know, sometimes if there's a little bit of a wiggle room there, they'll just name the character kind of something else, and it'll still be obviously the character. So it'll be cool to see if maybe... um, Maybe Deadpool kind of lampoon maybe other animated stuff in his own animated show. Maybe he'll, like, kill the Simpsons character in his TV show. I don't know. But that could be kind of funny. I'm laughing already, Mike. I'm laughing. (laughs) I can can hear it. (laughs) Yeah, good. Well, yeah, we don't know anything about the show, sadly. But with um, the Glovers in charge, I think, you know, we're going to get probably nothing lowbrow. Like, nothing... No cheap shots. There will be cheap shots because mm-hmm. Deadpool, but like, I expect probably something a little a little classier than what we would normally expect coming from an animated TV show. Yeah, I would be kind of curious um, if this was an idea that sprung from uh, Donald Glover's head, or maybe if this was just something on a list of things that they could possibly make. Because I I believe a few months ago we talked about um, Donald Glover having some sort of. Uh, like development deal over at FX or maybe I saw it somewhere else but yeah I think you know they just want to keep them so like hey you can just make whatever you want so maybe they're just like hey we're thinking about making this Deadpool animated thing do you want to make that and he's probably like hell yeah I love Deadpool uh, yeah. he was but like, either way pro- they probably yeah. went to him like your Atlanta's doing well we want to keep you what do you want to do kind of thing <laughs> Yeah, either way, it looks like it's going to be a passion project, and that's always good because that's literally what the Deadpool movie was, passion project from Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and you know, um, I, I'm excited. I'm excited for it. I don't, again, know what to do, but, you know, Don Glover, he's in the Han Solo movie. He is in Spider-Man. He is doing a Deadpool animated series. Like, he's the voice of Simba in the upcoming Lion King movie, like, this guy is all over the place right now. So, <laughs> yeah, he's working. He is working. Yeah, so as, as they say, so hot right now, Mike. So hot right <laughs> now. Um, but that's not the only Deadpool news. We actually have some Deadpool 2 casting mm. news. So uh, hold on to your butts, if you will. Um, there's supposedly, rumor, uh, this has gone back and forth, to casting three new members, X-Force members, for the upcoming Deadpool 2 movie mm-hmm. to appear in it and then hopefully go into the X-Force film in Deadpool 3. Uh, one of the characters is Sunspot. Uh, he, we, he actually has been in Days of Future Past already. He 
was in the future version, um, where he like uh, could shoot fire out and melt things mm-hmm. and absorb stuff. So he was in that. Um, he might also be in New Mutants. I don't think so, but his other counterpart, Cannonball, uh, is. Uh, another character is Feral, who has a bunch of feline characteristics of a, of a, of a I guess, a, a mutant with feline characteristics. I don't know what this is going to look like. <laughs> and lastly, a Shatterstar, who is the son of Longshot and Dazzler, and he has hollow bones and silver eyes, and he's, like, very, like, weird... He's okay. He's like normal looking, but he's got like those silver eyes and, and stuff. So, um, if any X Men people are familiar with these characters, you'll probably be excited. But as for me, I only know Sunspot because he's the leader of like the new Avengers in the comic books going on well, right now. I mean, this, uh, I, I would be lying if I said this didn't make me a little nervous, I would say, uh, just because it, it seems like they're starting to pack the Deadpool movie pretty tight, you know, and sometimes that could that could work out but i kind of liked you know the deadpool movie only had like a couple characters in it and uh it was just kind of like a fun time just on a somewhat smaller budget so obviously they're getting uh, a little bit more resources for the second movie and you know i could see they're leading up to an x-force movie i'm just kind of hoping they still just kind of keep it light and fun and just don't start packing it uh full of characters because you know if these guys are coming plus cable you know, and I is it is Colossus and Negasonic Teenage Warhead returning as well? Yeah, um, yes, they are definitely in the film. So that's one, two, three, four, five. That's six characters plus Deadpool. I mean, that's already you're already topping the number of well, Avengers there. So you know, I, I would I would normally agree with you, but after watching Guardians, I mean, these characters could be relegated to like Ravager material. Yeah, that that's kind of what I'm hoping for. That, that maybe they just kind of like pop up Deadpool. Yeah, we got we got Deadpool start makes fun of <laughs> makes fun of Feral for like peeing in a box or something like that, and then like off they go. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. They uh, they're just there to, to tease them for X Force because they're they're known X Force members. So, mm-hmm. um, or maybe even Cable references them later on. I, who knows? There will be time travel probably with Cable's involved, mm-hmm. and. Um, yeah, if it works in Guardians, I'll give them. I'll give them some doubt. The Deadpool people, they seem to kind of just they get to do what they want. What they did last time was pretty fun. So yeah, and it, it, just like uh, everything we talk about when it comes to uh, superhero properties, it's all about developing trust. And Ryan Reynolds has our trust for now. So we yeah. we'll we'll go in with uh, open hearts. <laughs> and Josh, and if Josh Brolin's signing up for it, like you know, being Thanos and now Cable, he, yeah, he's got to be good. Like, mm-hmm. I don't see him jumping ship just because for a paycheck after Marvel's giving him money. So mm-hmm. another TV show coming, an animated one, is actually Spider-Man, a uh, new animated Spider-Man show because Ultimate Spider-Man is ending, and we got some concept art, teaser, promo art, whatever this is, for the upcoming show, and it gives us a look at appears to be, um, I believe, in the maybe one of the Ultimate comic books, the Sinister Six, because they made Spider-Man one of the six um, in there. But um, it looks just to reimagine some villains here, Mike. Um, yeah, I mean, keep it, others the same. I, I don't know. <laughs> what, what do you think? I I mean, it's just uh, I feel like they're going to be uh, rebooting Spider-Man in the cartoon universe basically till the end of time. So it almost seems like just a playground for uh, kind of maybe new different ways you can use the characters. Uh, but the only thing that I guess really stands out to me here is uh, the vulture up there in the corner kind of has a similar designed helmet to what we see Michael Keaton has in and, the and, Homecoming trailers. And his feet, too. 
Yeah, so uh, I guess they're probably going to bring in some influences. And usually that's what they do for, like, comic books and animated shows is they try to... I think they're basically telling these artists and creators, hey, try to tie this a little bit to the... Um, to the Marvel movie universe because that's making bank and the closer we can relate ourselves to that, you know, without copying it, you know, that's going to be good for the show. But yeah, I mean, the art looks cool. Um, I'd, I'd I say did. on that note, I want to agree with you, but like Dr. Octopus looks like Alfred Molina from Spider-Man 2. Mm-hmm. He does. Uh, and I know it's not the MCU, but I think they took a couple of these characters that like, well, how do we make Dr. Octopus look menacing other than just, you know, like a nerd like he does in the books? Mm-hmm. So I, I definitely agree that they're, they're pulling some of that movie influence, some of the, the better choices in there. But Rhino, thankfully, is not a big robot suit. <laughs> yeah, that's a classic, uh, classic Rhino that I remember from uh, the '90s, the '90s Spider-Man. But uh, yeah, this is cool. I, I hope it, I hope it works out for them. Yeah, and, and again, we don't see any Mysterio, sadly, and we don't see any Sandman in this one. Uh, Sandman's usually a staple villain in the Spider-Man universe. Mm-hmm. Uh, as for Spider-Man, what do you think of him? Anything? comes to mind it, there it looks pretty cool i mean he looks like he's got a little flourish around his palm there where the blue of the suit kind of comes down that's kind of new i haven't really seen that before uh but it looks uh, like a pretty cool costume everything looks really dynamic here i wonder if maybe they're going for um more of a slightly uh mature style i i don't want to say just because when i think of spider-man unlimited the one that's kind of airing right now it does seem a little uh little on the childish side obviously because it's for kids but yeah this seems just has a little bit more of like a uh, an action feel to it kind of how that new um action uh justice league show is what i think that's literally called like justice league action isn't it uh yeah (laughs) something like that (laughs) yeah justice league go no teen titans go justice league yeah probably Probably something like that. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'd agree. And, and what you meant was Unlimited Spider-Man, not uh, our Ultimate Spider-Man, not Spider-Man Unlimited. That was not a good show. Um, <laughs> I, can't keep, I can't keep track of all of them, man. They're all, they're all using, and I would agree that his suit looks like it was pulled out of the Ultimate Spider-Man comic books yet again. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, although that one is, is kind of now defunct in the, in the comic universe, it does look like that. And then the good old goblin on his pumpkin bombs and his glider looking like a goblin, so... I feel like they're never going to be able to make him feel menacing. So, <laughs> so hopefully they do something. Hopefully this is grown up and, and, and more adult. So I agree with you there. But not only that, we have some new Spider-Man Homecoming promotional images. Our next Marvel movie we got to get hyped for, Mike. Mm-hmm. And this new one is actually a poster done in the uh, style of the Amazing Fantasy 15 where Spider-Man first actually appeared. Mm-hmm. So uh, the Spider-Man Homecoming has got Spider-Man in his new suit reintroducing Spider-Man July 17th uh, or July of tw- 2017, not 17th. So um, that pose just looks so unnatural, but, you know, what do I know about Spider-Man? Yeah, well, people? it looks kind of weird that they excluded uh, him saving somebody. That's always kind of been the whole point of the cover that Spider-Man is a hero and rescuing somebody. Uh, so I think that's why the pose looks so weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it does. And, but everything else seems to be kind of uh, updated and carried over a little bit using photorealistic buildings in the background and so on and so forth. And um, Yeah, that's that's from uh, listener Brian uh, Smith of, of Comic Yeah, He sent over that image and I had to include that in here because I'm like, that's pretty cool. That's a cool poster. I would I would probably put, of, of the Spider-Man Homecoming promotional posters, I would get that poster if I had to buy one of them. Oh, yeah, that would be a, a tight poster. Yeah, so I, I definitely, I'm definitely on board that one there. And again, that comes out in July, so that's our next big Marvel movie, Mike. Let's cross mm-hmm. your fingers. Get, get ready for it. 
Avengers Infinity War has a little bit of news today. Uh, Robert Downey Jr. shared something to his Facebook this week that got me a little excited. Um, <laughs> be, mostly because, again, you are a big fan of Earth's Mightiest Heroes, mm-hmm. as am I. And this, he shared a Asgardian, a, a fan version of Asgardian armor to his Facebook feed. And, again, this is nothing official. This is pure rumor and speculation. Mike's favorite. <laughs> but what if they actually get their Asgardian built Uru infused armor and weapons for the Infinity War films, Mike, like they did in Earth's Mightiest Heroes? I mean, that would be that would be pretty crazy. Um, I'm kind of curious if maybe Asgard is still going to be standing by the time mm-hmm. we get to that movie. Um, well, they did. They, yeah. In Earth's Mightiest Heroes, they didn't go technically to Asgard. They went to where uh, I think Ulick the troll is who built the Mjolnir. So, uh-huh. which is not on Asgard, so it would be, it would be kind of cool. Maybe, I don't think they need to necessarily go all, all like all out and get all of their kind of equipment from Asgard, but it would be kind of cool if maybe there was little flourishes here and there, like um, you know, obviously in the trailer we see Hela, you know, destroy Mjolnir uh, just with the in the palm of her hand. But I mean, there could be scraps of Mjolnir just hanging around that alley. It'd be kind of cool if maybe you grab some of that stuff, smelt it into maybe like a like. Uh, I don't know, maybe uh, like a little bit of a shield or armor or something like that. Yeah, I mean, I, I enjoy the the Asgardian infused Uru infused armor came from a, a comic series called Fear Itself, and um, then in Earth Minus Heroes they gave like a bunch of people like Hawkeye had a bow made out of it, and and I think Wolverine had claws made out of it or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it got a little wild, a little out there. <laughs> but I mean, I could see them maybe heading to like you know your Earth powers aren't going to be strong enough alone we need to add them infuse them with a little more cosmic abilities it's just going to be crazy i just i still i just try to imagine what the battle between thanos and all these avengers is going to be like and i think it's just going to be insane so whether they have those weapons or not i kind of hope they're all getting their asses kicked so it just feels really desperate (laughs) oh man i i can't wait for it to feel desperate like this we gotta (laughs) wait a year to see what really happens Mm -hmm. so um but I, it got me talking this weekend. You know, this got me thinking about you know what if Rocket Raccoon and Tony Stark met up? What would they build mm. on the fly? Because they're both builders, they make mm-hmm. things on the fly. So uh, this armor definitely spawned some thoughts in my head. Like, what what could they build that would be fun? Um, and that kind of brings to our next point here. We have some just a kind of an update on <coughs> Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. Mm-hmm. Uh, the box office update after two weekends is a worldwide at six hundred thirty million. After two weekends, Mike, you think it's going to hit that one billion mark this year? Well, so uh, I kind of had the opinion to myself that Guardians of the Galaxy Two was going to break records when it came to like opening weekend. I just figured it had everything going for it. You know, it was the very beginning of the summer. It was the sequel to a very unexpected and very positive movie. Like everybody was falling in love with Baby Groot and stuff. I was expecting like either like a Thursday night opening record break or a, an opening weekend. We didn't get that, but obviously it's making money. Like, no one needs to be afraid for this movie not, like, making a profit. That would just be ridiculous. But I think this is going to be a little different type of movie. I think it's going to have legs. And I Mm -hmm. think by the end of its run at the end of the summer, it's going to have a ton of money. Like, I could see this being in the top three for the summer easily. Um, And and I'm talking, like, you know, worldwide, domestic, everything. Like, total total returns. So I think it's going to be pretty, pretty big. Yeah, I mean, it, it definitely didn't break any any records, but it is it's huge. It beat out you know the King Arthur movie and something else this weekend, 
And mm-hmm. and you did mention something here, baby group. This is gonna have merchandise sales through the fucking roof, man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like you're you're gonna see like uh, I was at Toys R Us earlier today, like a little outlet Toys R Us, like a weird mm-hmm. one. And they have a Toys R Us exclusive um, Marvel Legends line, which is the big tall group from the first movie, mm-hmm. the potted group from the first movie, and then a baby group inside it as well. So you get all three of them when you buy it. There you uh, go. So uh, Groot's taken over. Uh, pop vinyls. They released two more pop vinyls after the movie uh, debuted on uh, for the series. I mean, it, it's huge. It's, it's it's great. I've seen it three times, Mike. I've seen it three times. Uh, yeah. How, how is it uh, holding up on those repeat viewings? You know, you've kind of had a week to digest it, mm-hmm. so you're getting this uh, this third viewing in. How to go? I loved it. I loved it. Um, I got to go again. With, again, I haven't said enough with Marshall, and we went and saw an IMAX 3D. And um, seeing it with someone who's seen it already is probably just as enjoyable as the first time because you're both like <laughs> pointing at things on the screen like, oh, that's that guy. And there, there he is. And uh-huh. then like, giving it, you know, like in the right moments, like, hell yeah, fist pump moments. Uh, it, it felt good. I, I, honestly, I, I could go four or five times and not have any problem if I had that much free time to watch it. All right. That's awesome, man. I, and this really this movie doesn't have a whole lot of it whole lot in its way i would say until june 2nd when wonder woman drops you know i don't think alien covenant is really going to compete too much for box office wise with guardians just because it's just a different type of uh summer action blockbuster movie so i think this is just going to keep racking up the cash until uh, june rolls around yeah and i think um i think uh, there's some asian markets opening today for the film as well so um, globally, it's it's a, you know again total six hundred and something million on a two hundred million dollar budget, but I think it's going to skyrocket once it hits Japan. Where it's called, it's actually called Guardians of the Galaxy Remix in Japan. <laughs> uh, and, I like that. Yeah, and I think it might have opened in China opening day with us, but like there's some Asian markets that haven't got it yet. So that's really exciting to to see where those numbers probably lie as well. And then the next part, maybe I don't think this is spoilerish, Mike. But what do you think? You're looking at the notes here. I mean, do we talk about it? Do we give it a spoiler notice? Uh, yeah, I, I, yeah, let's just put up the, uh, the invisible spoiler banner that you can't see because this is an audio podcast. Uh, but yeah, uh, just, yeah, just drop it real quick, I guess. Well, so, um, Kevin Feige's out doing his rounds. He's out of his hole and he apparently dropped some news on fox marvel what they have shared and this kind of goes back to earlier like the struckers then you know that could fall under a fox marvel share but the watchers the race of aliens uh we know for uatu from the comics is um a shared those, those characters are shared even though they debuted in i think fantastic four number 11 mm-hmm. uh so i think there's a lot more sharing going on than we than we realize right now so <laughs> well maybe i mean it would be uh just it's weird to imagine a world where maybe in the future all of these rights kind of just decide to start sharing each other just so they mm-hmm. can start making a bunch of money. And I could see it happening. I mean, everybody's, you know, kind of speculating like when superhero fatigue is going to set in, and but maybe it won't be superhero fatigue. Maybe it'll just be box office, uh, tentpole, summer, huge movie fatigue. I don't really know which way it's going to go, but maybe once they start to the, the, see their returns start to like dwindle a little bit, maybe they'll just be like, all right, well, we're starting to lose a little bit of money let's just throw all of these characters together we don't even give a shit anymore so <laughs> maybe that'll happen and then yeah. we'll see the watcher and all of the movies maybe I, again i think uh you know box office slash blockbuster fatigue is going to be harder to pinpoint now that any month can be a blockbuster month uh <laughs> very true studio so uh i don't know we'll see i you know i was looking at my list i'm 
I'm actually excited about all the movies this summer. Last year, I felt maybe a little more fatigued than this year, but I don't, I don't know the difference. I don't know what would have made this year different than last year. So uh, maybe it's because we get three Marvel movies this year instead of just just two. Mm-hmm. Uh, but on also on the t- cap the Marvel front here and back to TV news, um, Agents of Shield and with one episode left to go in this season has been renewed for season five. So yeah, um, I think five will be the last season. If I was going to be a betting man, uh, mm, wow, yeah, it'll be interesting to see uh, what the landscape is like for ABC then once they kind of lose uh, Shield. Uh, I mean, Marvel's Agents of Shield was kind of uh, it's like the. It's like the the flagship Marvel TV show, uh, you know, whether, you know, you want to believe, you know, the Netflix shows are dominating quality wise. Uh, S.H.I.E.L.D. was kind of there first and kind of shepherding it, their connection between the, the movie universe. So with that's gone, I wonder if maybe they expect Inhumans to kind of take up the mantle. But like we've said before, the Inhumans season is a shorter run season. So mm. maybe they decide to replace Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., you know, a 23. 24 episode show maybe with two different shows you know yeah well i mean i don't know the only reason i say it might be canceled is after infinity war who knows the landscape of the marvel cinematic universe um Mm -hmm. will shield even be relevant with these large like in the show everyone always talks about the incident from avengers so Mm -hmm. the next inciting quote-unquote incident would be i assume thanos coming to take over and attacking everybody Uh uh-huh uh so what if they get the gauntlet and restore the world back to a perfect form and shield is regen like regenerated back to where it is. And then that's how the show ends. Maybe it's wow. two more seasons. I don't know, but I think shield has got one more good season left in it. And then they might have to nix it, but five, five, five years would be a good run for a show. So yeah, that's true. That, 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 that not, you know, no one's a, <laughs> a wagging a finger at that. <laughs> yeah. So especially with the rough start it had. Yeah. So one more episode Tuesday to end out uh, shield. Um, and I'm really excited because we get to see a fan favorite of the season return for it. So, cross right. fingers there. Another show, you mentioned this one actually to us this week, is Judge Dredd Mega City 1 is a TV show coming to us eventually. Yes, surprised. I am very surprised. And you point out it's made by I Am Global and produced by Rebellion. And I have no idea who those are, but we got a poster <laughs> for it. I mean, they're excited to give us a poster. Yeah, it's um, it's really, it's really, it's it's very much in the early development. Like this is basically like they're just announcing it. They're trying to see if uh, you know, how much hype out there is for it. Just because you know, uh, Dread is a you know a popular indie. You know, I would say indie comic possibly, um, but it's not like a big mainstream type of thing out there. We did get that Stallone movie and the Carl Urban movie, but it's never really cooking off in like uh in pop culture i would say it's a, it's a uh, very cult it's a cult followed yeah exactly property. uh but it makes me think that right now they're just kind of developing it and then maybe they're gonna kind of shop it around the different networks because when you announce a tv show if it's gonna be on like a netflix or if it's gonna be you know even on an amazon you let that out right away because that's kind of a selling point so it makes me think that like okay we're gonna start making this developing it just shop it around see who wants it um my guess, though, is just because I did some Googling because I really wanted to know. Uh, this uh, this production company has worked with sci-fi in the past. 
So it makes me think like, you know, sci-fi is trying to do this new thing where they're getting, you know, they're getting Krypton as a show. They're they're actually even rebranding. Like I just saw a news uh, article this week that their sci-fi is like rebranding their logo. They're telling their audience that they're going to lean more into uh, science fiction, kind of, I guess, maybe go back to their roots. So maybe Judge Dredge falls into that, um, into that mission statement. So yeah, maybe sci-fi is trying to be a big player out there. Yeah, I mean, totally. I mean, it, it looks like a sci-fi, like, judging by this poster, it looks like a sci-fi show. Um, mm. And it kind of gives me, a, like, a Fifth Element vibe on, on like, the, the streets below. Mm-hmm. And that, so I don't mean, I have no idea what's going to happen here. But, I mean, they were kind enough to give us a little bit of a synopsis here. Um, where it's set on the East Coast in the future, and the U.S. has become crowded and crime-ridden mega, megalopolis. That's a, that's a fun word. <laughs> um, it'll be an ensemble drama about a team of judges with the power to be judge, jury, and executioner as they deal with the challenges of the future-shocked 22nd century. So, um, judging by the picture, it does say 2016 AD in the upper left. Uh-huh. Um, so maybe this is, you know, real time. Like, they'll be like, this is 2017 or 2018 and you know when they film it, but it's like their hyper-futuristic world. I don't know, but... If you had to, if you had to have your pick for what network you'd want to see a Judge Dread TV show on, where would you want to see it? Uh, <laughs> I guess sci-fi. I hear, really? I mean, I've heard my, really good things about The Expanse. No, uh, well, I, I mean, my, uh, my, my best guess is that network, but I would kind of just hope it would maybe go someplace where it would get maybe a little bit more. Uh, uh, money, <laughs> mm-hmm. maybe a little bit more, uh, uh, I would say maturity to it just because, uh, sci-fi is still cable. So that, you know, they can't just go F bombs all out, but it'd be kind of cool maybe to see it on like Amazon prime or something. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I don't know how much, how much language or, or I mean, violence would be where I would probably lean into cause they're ex- executing people on the spot. Uh-huh. But I think, you know, sci-fi, they did do good with Battlestar Galactica. Again, I've heard nothing but good things about The Expanse, which is still, you know, thriving on 13-episode seasons. So, if you know, if they wanted to add another 13-episode season show, you know, I could totally see Mega City 1 or whatever being part of that, so... Um, All right. Not, I don't know if I'm going to watch it, though, no matter where they put it. So <laughs> that's, that's really what it boils down to for me. Like, is there a calling for a Judge Dread TV show, Mike? Is that something you want to put on your, your calendar every week? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I loved Carl Urban in that last one, so it piques my interest. I, I'll leave it at that. Yeah. Oh, we'll knock on wood there. And another surprise announcement this week, uh, Hellboy is getting a reboot movie. Uh, in the works with David Harbour, uh, who is the sheriff in Stranger Things, as the lead character. I sh- I am shocked. <laughs> this is just more just strange. It's a very strange news week of getting these things that I don't think anyone ever thought would happen. I just assumed uh, Hellboy, since it never got that third movie, and even when Guillermo was kind of uh, thinking about it, it still never happened. So I just assumed like n- no studio really wanted to touch it. They were just like, no, we want to go for properties that maybe people know already. Uh, you know, so. This could be cool. <laughs> yeah, so this one, um, I don't... It, it's... Um, I guess Millennium is the studio working on this. Uh, I, I don't know anything about Millennium. Uh, mm-hmm. So, but um, 
and the the director is Neil Marshall, who did The Descent and has done some stuff on Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. Um, he's attached currently, um, and the title subtitles Rise of the Blood Queen, um, and it has a script already. <laughs> like, oh wow! Apparently, it's been like kind of like it was either going to be Hellboy three or this, and it looks like this was the option because. Uh, Guillermo del Toro is not involved, nor is Ron Perlman. So um, yeah. this is going to be a brand new reboot. And it's going to go for the dark, gruesome, R-rated vibe of Hellboy, kind of to match the comic book tone. Yeah, well, I think that I think that rated R uh, note there makes a whole lot of sense. You know, Deadpool, luckily, its success has done a lot of really awesome things. You know, we are still really worried about what Fallout could come from this uh, popular rated R uh, movie trend. You know, we don't want studios to abuse it, but this could be possibly a good thing. You know, it, it, it makes sense that a studio wouldn't necessarily want to make a third Hellboy movie with Ron Perlman because more than likely there's not going to be a fourth one that they're going to get out of it. So if they start from scratch, they can, you know, plan out their whole trilogy and franchise right off the bat, you know, have all all these actors sign on for these multiple contracts they can have this maybe this overarching story over three movies so they can kind of get that going um i like the idea of it being rated r and gruesome i mean hellboy is from hell he's a character with a giant rock arm probably wants to kill and crush some people with it he's got a big old gun it's awesome uh david harbour was really awesome in stranger things we thought he could possibly be cable mm-hmm. in the deadpool movie uh, we liked him that much so this this does seem good i think maybe some people just might be kind of disappointed because Ron Perlman was such a good Hellboy. Uh, nerds love Guillermo del Toro. We love Guillermo. So it's kind of sad to see that he's not going to continue on. I, I hope he's like at least like an executive producer or something on it. I, I, I would hope at least maybe the director uh, will I'll sit down and have a meeting with him, at least kind of talk about what he what he thinks Hellboy is to him. But um, this is cool. This is, this is good news. I'm excited to see where it goes. Yeah, I, I am too. And again, the comic book is very much R-rated, and the script is written by Hellboy creator Mike Mignola on this one as well. Oh, one cool! Of the, one of the three writers, and um, you know, kind of reading some reports, it was the but like Del Toro wanted a huge budget for three, mm-hmm. and the producers. This is technically the third studio in three films to make this, so <laughs> they they keep trying, but they were like, you know, a reboot and a relaunch is probably going to be easier and cheaper and better on the whole than to continue that one. So mm-hmm. um, I'm all for it. I know a lot of people who read Hellboy comics at my comic book shop still uh, really love the, the the creator there. So hopefully, um, you know, they get something good and, and you know, uh, a property that we can all enjoy later on. So. Yeah, it'll be really interesting to see how they portray Hellboy on screen. Because I feel like maybe they'll do like a mixture of practical and CG effects. I'm not sure, but I'm, I'm excited to see what it's going to look like. Yeah, it's going to definitely be a, a very, a very different. Uh, hopefully, it's very, very different than the Del Toro ones, so we're not confused <laughs> in yeah. the process. So that, that's my knock on wood there. Uh, good news, bad news, however you want to look at this. Uh, Powerless has been canceled by NBC. <laughs> Surprise! Yep, and they are n- unsure if the remaining episodes they filmed the whole season are going to air or not yet because they canceled <sighs> it and just removed it from the lineup almost immediately this week. Oh, that is rough. Uh, I mean, we didn't. I didn't watch it past episode one just because I, uh, I was not really impressed with it. I thought it, I, I thought it had some interesting ideas, but I just wasn't liking the way the show was coming together. Yeah, I'm the same way. It felt like it was beating me over the head with all the stuff in it. Uh, I did have one uh, one friend say he liked the jokes in it. Um, they hit better later than the first season. Um, but um, 
Yeah, I'm not. I'm not too disappointed here. So, uh, <laughs> the the less the better for us right now, Mike. We we that's the only. I think that's the only one canceled here. The 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 rest of this news is all TV new seasons and and renewals. So, well, it makes me think that remember about a year ago we were talking about how Marvel was going to do their kind of comedy superhero show, and then they're like, oh well, DC is going to do one too. Makes me think maybe Marvel was the smart one that said, ah, we don't think this is going to go over too well. Let's not make the show. And DC was just like, nope, we're making it. Let's see what happens. And it didn't work. Yeah, it did not last very long is what it looked like there. But that's okay because Mike's, your your new favorite show is getting rene- uh, season here. <laughs> Krypton. We all love Krypton. Uh, right? No, we don't. This is a show that nobody was asking for. Um but sci-fi, and I guess in their rebranding and in their, their renewal of this year, has decided to give an official series order on Krypton, the series that follows Superman's grandfather on the, the Superman planet. I guess it was Krypton, wasn't it? So, um, <laughs> which, which is weird. They live on Krypton. Kryptonite is their weakness when he's on Earth. I, I don't know. But um, so sci-fi will have Krypton and... Um, I guess we don't know if it, it's done by David Goyer, but I don't know if it sits in the DC extended universe yet or not. Yeah, I mean, Even we obviously same symbol. <laughs> we weren't a fan of the idea of the show, and we weren't really impressed by the trailer. But I have heard a little bit out there on the web that people maybe are excited for it. So I guess maybe it's not the rule that people that are looking forward to it. There are some exceptions. <laughs> yeah, uh, we are we are not in that that exception though. So. <laughs> Go for that. Uh, also in the CW, they're adding another show um, with Black Lightning with a full series order on the CW. So uh, we I don't know if we've seen anything from it. Just a couple images. Maybe not yeah. a trailer. But. They're really hitting the ground running with that. I was kind of expecting maybe just a smaller order than maybe they would order more. But uh, yeah, I guess, the, I guess the CW is really confident with their superhero properties. Yeah, uh, they. I mean, I guess so. And and you know, um, they renewed all the other ones earlier this year, like at this, like in January or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know when because Black Lightning was originally supposed to be developed at Fox, so maybe they had a bunch done there already. Um, you know, with a potential Fox budget, they were like, okay, let's develop a bunch of these. Now the CW's had it like, well, I guess Fox fronted the money. We can just go ahead and turn a lot of these. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Um, but I don't know where it's going to fit on the weeknight. What do you, what do you think? They're going to put it on Thursday since they have no shows there right now? Uh, I mean, it, it's possible. I, I would see maybe there's not a, an issue with uh, uh, doubling up. Uh, it seems like they're putting maybe some of their weaker shows, possibly maybe even this newer show, kind of in front or behind The Flash just because it draws in so many people. Mm-hmm. Uh, so honestly... Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if maybe Arrow only gets like one more season. So maybe they're kind of prepping these shows to replace Arrow. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I think the, the name black lightning and the flash with the lightning bolt might be too confusing for the common (laughs) goer to put them on the same night, or maybe they need to be on the same night. So people aren't confused. Like someone's (laughs) going to have lightning here. So Uh, uh, Chris, always looking out for the confused commoners. I, I, I get a lot of questions very frequently at work about a lot of this <laughs> where does this fit in like how does the suicide squad tie into the avengers i'm like it doesn't <laughs> oh no calm down <laughs> uh but another super and it's not superhero but comic book property i zombie has been renewed for a fourth season on cw as well chris uh, i didn't even know they made it past the first season so i'm very surprised the, the i third, zombie is just totally off my radar the third season 
debuted. It skipped the fall and came right to the spring. It's like a shorter mm-hmm. episode uh, season for this show. Oh, gotcha. And um, I guess it's got it's got its own little cult following. So um, Ooh, yeah, right. kudos good, for people who like it. But, yeah, good for iZombie kind of sneaking in under there. Yeah, a, a zombie show that you know people aren't mad at every Sunday night for doing something. <laughs> wrong. So uh, yeah, iZombie. And then earlier we mentioned this Fox has also gone ahead and renewed Gotham for a fourth season. Yeah, I don't know anybody watching that show personally. I know one person, and he's just like, I'm. It's like a train wreck. You, you can't look <laughs> away. Like, I, you got to see how bad it goes. So, uh, good, good for Gotham, I guess, and all the, all both of his fans. <laughs> Even though Fox, they did cancel a, a bunch of non-superhero related shows. Uh, that I guess people liked. I mean, I liked Son of Zorn, which was, I believe, it was developed by Chris Lord and Phil. Uh, Miller, yeah, Lord Miller. Um, I really liked that show. I, it wasn't the the best comedy ever, but it was kind of a cool concept of kind of like a He Man uh, cartoon character living in the real real world. And then they also canceled their other show about like time travel. So that I heard some people liked NBC. This NBC was timeless. No, there. Uh, well, oh. the, there was a bunch of time travel shows. I think that was one. No, this other one was a comedy time travel show. Oh well, the thing about NBC's timeless—they canceled it on Friday, renewed it Saturday. <laughs> so NBC backtracked it because of the fan outlash. Oh wow! I mean, that's surprising. They, I guess they, they did enough. their own time traveling to fix <laughs> to solve this. So I guess there wasn't enough backlash for Son of Zorn. So I'm sad to see Son of Zorn go, but uh, somehow Gotham makes it through. <laughs> somehow it does. You, you say Batman will show up eventually. It's like it's like a. Uh, <laughs> Um, you know, George R. R. Martin book. The dragons are coming. Well, Batman's coming eventually, so... He's got to age into it first. He's got to get there. And then lastly, uh, the Lego movie is getting a TV spinoff. Uh, other than mm-hmm. all the other Lego movies we're getting all year long, uh, it's getting a spinoff with the Unikitty-led uh, TV series. So <laughs> The tendrils of Lego are starting to just creep ever so out there. You know, we had uh, the Lego movie... Everybody liked it. It was good. We kind of thought it was going to be a possibly a one-off thing. Then they made like Lego Batman. All right, Lego Batman. That was awesome too. You, Lego obviously can lampoon franchises pretty well. Then hey, heads up. Here's a ninja movie. Basically, we're going to sell a ton of ninja Legos, but it still looks pretty good. And then we're getting the spinoff TV show. And I wouldn't be surprised if maybe there's something else that gets spun off. Yeah, I mean, I mean, again, the Ninjago movie did not have my attention until the trailer played, and then I'm like, "Son of a bitch, <laughs> they got me!" And um, that's later this year, so who knows what other property they have in Legos they could turn into it. Um, mm-hmm. I'm really just kind of sad that you know, Logan came out in March, and its DVD release or the digital release is Tuesday. Mm-hmm. The Lego Batman movie was in February, and it's not out till June. Damn! I really want to watch the Lego Batman movie again. Yeah, it was really good, man. It's such a good time. So I'm really, I'm disappointed on the on the how release dates from theater to like being able to stream it at home vary so much from studio to studio. So Mm -hmm. uh, it's got me a little sad, but that's all right because we a Unikitty Lego movie, and you may eventually have some inside connections on that. So I don't know. Yeah, know. we'll just we'll just have to see. Uh, I you know I've heard of uh, some people out here who are actually working on the show, uh, talented artists. So that's awesome. I have no idea what the show is going to be like. I mean, it seems like when you make your main character, uh, 
the 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 unicorn rainbow character seems like maybe they're gonna try to hit more tour of that uh, girl audience uh, but you know who knows it could end up being good you know maybe boys will like it too you, it's obvious it's obviously aimed towards kids because it's gonna be on cartoon network so do you think see i didn't know it was on cartoon network i thought mm-hmm. um that's cool to know but i guess all the other justice league shows were on there um the do you think this is going to be the lego style or do you think they're going to choose a different art style for this well, I mean, all we have to go off of right now is just kind of one piece of promo art where it kind of has like feels a little Powerpuff Girls ish uh, in the in the kind of style and colors. Um, I mean, I don't know. There's just like how we how we started the show with the gifted. We didn't have much to go off of there. We don't have much to end off here with the Lego Movie. Uh, but it'll be curious maybe if cameos can kind of come into the show. Maybe we'll get other Lego characters from other Lego movies. I, you know, who knows. Yeah, I mean, I guess the the art I've seen here, uh, some official uh, Unikitty series from Warner Brothers, seems to be very, very Teen Titans Go mm-hmm. um, looking. So maybe it's not the Lego format, Lego movie format turned into that. So I thought it was going to just be a Lego movie style, but I guess that would be very expensive to do that with. <laughs> yeah, show. Yeah, this is 2D animation. Yeah, 2D animation with that, you know, like... I guess My Little Pony and and meets Teen Titans Go kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah, uh, end of the story basically is a Lego wants all of your money. They do, <laughs> and they about got some today, man. They about got some today. Walking to the the the, the outlet Toys R Us and Legos right there in the beginning. So, <laughs> man, can you imagine how much Disney is going to pay in the future to acquire Lego? Because I just I just imagine it's going to happen at some point in time. Like if Disney's going to drop four four billion. For uh, Star Wars, I think they might drop a couple bill for Lego. <laughs> you, th- you think Warner Brothers would sell it? Uh, I mean, uh, Warner Brothers. I believe they only have the the movie and TV rights. I'm saying Disney might just straight up buy the Dude. whole Lego Corp, like the toys and stuff, Man. the pl- from the plastic it's built on. <laughs> that would be that'd be intense. Oh, it'd be crazy, it and I think be. they might do it. Yeah, they might. I don't. I, I have one Lego set. Me and my wife have one Lego set in mind. It's the um, the Disney castle from from whatever the the Magic Kingdom is. Uh-huh. Uh huh. It's like a three hundred fifty dollars set, but it's like over a thousand pieces. Oh yeah, Lego's uh, awesome, man. I love Lego. Yeah, so we got the eye on that, but that's it. So that's it for the news. A lot of TV stuff. We were able to get an hour out of this surprisingly, Mike. I didn't think we would, but you know us can't shut us up here. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, if people want to know, uh, you've been sharing some of our new artwork from from our our new YouTube videos. Uh, uh-huh. and and sharing that so where can people find those at because maybe they haven't seen them all yet well they can follow me at mike royer design on twitter and instagram and you can read my web comics at pickledcomics.com chris if people want to catch up with what you're doing because obviously like you said you got a movie every week that you're going to uh where can they follow you yeah you can find me on twitter at valdan v-a-l-d-a-n and uh, you know, I always post my Instagram stuff on there, so you can link that to my Instagram. I don't even know what it is anymore. <laughs> uh, it's already logged in, so I gave up. Or you can read stuff on Comic Yard, listen to our other podcast, Filmside Chats, with my friend Patrick, who gave you your Prometheus or Alien or no Blade Runner. <laughs> Blade Runner. That it was a it was a, some really Scott movie, wasn't it? Um, yes, basically. Uh, don't don't watch the original. But don't watch the super special edition. Watch that middle one, the director's cut. <laughs> director's cut. There we go. Uh, we will probably forget that several times. Mike, screenshot that, bookmark it, save it somewhere. Um, <laughs> so, so we have it. And uh, we'll remember to bring that up later in the summer when that movie comes up. But other than that, this might be the first time people are tuning in to Super Hero Slate, Mike. 
where else can they find us at no matter where they're listening to us well as always as i say at the end of every episode please visit superheroslate.com that is the best place to find all the avenues we host this show and also to get our awesome show notes so if you want to check out all the stuff we're talking about and you don't want to hunt down those links yourself we got them all in one place it's in our show notes but you can find us on youtube uh, itunes google play music soundcloud stitcher tumblr you can subscribe and get us right in your email inbox every week you can like us on facebook follow us on twitter and instagram and you can pick up some superhero slate merch at superhero slate dot com slash a store if you're a fan of the show please consider leaving us a review wherever you listen to the show we really like that i'd appreciate that it really helps us out and uh just uh drop us a comment drop us a like drop us a a message and we love reading all that stuff and if you're a super fan of the show all you got to do to get that super fan status is just share the show with a friend share the show with a buddy and we will be here every week yes and uh, I want to know how many people, how many times other people have seen Guardians. I know you've only seen it once, right, Mike? Yeah, just once. Do you have a plan to see it again? I want to see it again, yeah. All right, good. So everyone tell us how many times you've seen the movie. I'm curious. I want to know. So uh, that's it for this week, and I guess we will catch you guys next week. All right. Goodbye, everybody. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to subscribe. I wish we had something funny to say. Jiggly, jiggly, jiggly. That's kind of funny. All right. Well, we'll put that down. <laughs>